Welcome to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast series. I'm Hannah Charlotte. I'm a multidimensional entrepreneur, marketing, media, and mindset wizard, and mum of three. And I have set this podcast up in order to serve and support you in your journey of entrepreneurship. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast with myself, Hannah Charlotte, and we are on episode 54. And today I am interviewing a lovely lady called Katie Lloyd. And Katie is a dancer and she runs Shine Studios based in the UK. And she is also a life coach and a dance business consultant. So welcome, Katie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's glorious to be here. I hope everybody enjoys the episode 54. I can't believe you've done that many. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you on here. And um, actually, we, we've not met in person yet, but we both live on the south coast of England. And we were supposed to meet, I think it was back in March last year, wasn't it, at the Move It um, show. The yeah, the dance, dance show. Action, I know, yeah. yeah. Um, we, were, we were both due to be speaking, weren't we, at the event. And obviously it was cancelled. Um, and I don't think it's running this year either, is it? It'll probably be next year now. Mm. Um, but I just remember... Um, seeing a bit about you and thinking oh you, you look really interesting you look like you have done a, a lot um you look like you're really inspiring and motivating um so yeah definitely wanted to get you on the podcast to have a chat so can you tell us a bit about yourself yeah of course so I'm Katie I live on the south coast I live in sunny Bournemouth with my little boy Walter he's four and I run a dance school called Shine Studios, which is really, really, oh, just is my happy place when I'm dancing. All of the girls and boys at there just, yeah, bring lots of energy. And um, then when I had Walter, I just found I needed to streamline a little bit, I suppose, work a little bit less, but still earn the same amount of revenue that I needed to support myself. And um, that is where the birth of my coaching started because I did some coaching myself and then started to implement these seemingly small changes at the time. They weren't all big things, you know, it was just lots and lots of little things that added up and they compounded over time um, to be really productive. And then, yeah, lots of people were asking me how I did it. And then I went on to get my life coaching qualification and just it's all evolved very organically from there. But it all feels nice and in alignment. And that's what we want, isn't it? To um, have a job and our, our circle and everything mm. just to bring us lots of joy. Yeah, it sounds like we've, we've had a, a similar kind of journey, I guess. Mm, um, yeah, very you, similar. Yeah, you've obviously, you, you trained in dance and went to teach dance and set up your own dance business. I trained in fitness and set up um, a hula hoop business and then kind of went down the life and business coaching route. I think it, for a lot of people, it's a natural progression. You know, when you become a leader and you become a business owner, you, you gain the skills, don't you? And you realize, you know, you can actually help a lot of other people through what you've had to learn and yeah. through your experiences. Yeah yeah so tell us a bit about shine studios oh so we're based in southampton and i um actually fell into running a business so i wouldn't say that naturally i'm that entrepreneurial um but my mum ran it before i did and my business partner emma worked there as well and when um her time was up or she decided to move on from shine we had the opportunity to take over so we did um i would say that my arm was twisted a little bit because i saw how hard it is to run your own business and it's a lot of energy um 
but we did it in a way that felt good for us. We changed the business model a little bit, put in boundaries, adapted it slightly so that the kids weren't doing exams and competitions. Mm. So that meant we had more balance in our lives, um, not having to work so many weekends and um, half terms and things. Um, but yeah, so now it just feels really soulful nice we give back to the community we're raising not just dancers but also just really good humans with so many transferable skills so yeah shine definitely feels great although we can't do it in person at the moment because of mm. lockdown we're doing it all online and um, I can't wait to see all their faces when we can get back in the studio yeah. it's not quite the same online is it but I mean we we're kind of working with what we've got at the moment how has the online classes been going for you if I'm honest <laughs> I don't enjoy it I really really dislike it because I'm quite tactile I like the hands-on you know moving them all around and things um so at first I didn't feel like I was giving them my best self um I tried my hardest but actually you know I've got a great team around me and we are so fortunate to have amazing contacts so we've actually gifted the girls the opportunity to have lots of workshops and lots of different teachers that maybe they wouldn't have because they would naturally be in shows or they'd be in the west end or distance they wouldn't be able to have we've had classes from all over one of my girlfriends has has, um, taught them from dubai so they've had really great opportunities um and because i'm not teaching as much then it means i can really enjoy planning those lessons Mm. and it just feels it feels good yeah yeah and I suppose it's probably this time has given you a bit of time to reflect on on where you're going as well with your yeah your coaching business as well so definitely um, definitely yeah tell us a bit you know what I feel like sometimes um so so first lockdown last year it was all very very new Mm. but because we had a shared oh my gosh, what is happening? How can we support each other at the moment? Mm. It meant that the dance community really bonded and really excelled in working together, which um, maybe for fitness is a little bit different, but I wouldn't say that's natural in in dance and performing arts. It's Mm. quite um, dog eat dog, you know, auditions and and fighting for that place. And um, that's part of the industry that I'm not so keen on really. So actually it felt nice that we could all collaborate and join together. Um, And that's where Business Dance is on, which is one of my courses I do. And um, then I've got a membership called The Collective, which is is, about that. It's about teamwork Mm -hmm. and it's about working together. And, you know, when you are a business owner, it can be a bit lonely, can't it? And it's just nice to have a space online that that everybody feels feels you where you're coming from Mm. because you know you can talk to your best mate your mum your husband your partner about stuff but they get it like you know they just don't get certain things do they um and yeah it's nice to have that space where you can rant cry laugh all together and share it so actually I've really enjoyed that process and it's given me purpose Mm. so in lockdown sometimes it can feel a bit like oh what's the point of putting on some makeup or oh another homeschool I'll just stay in my pajamas whereas actually having to show up for my audience has helped me massively give me some motivation through lockdown so it's kind of um give and take isn't it yeah Mm. Yeah, no, brilliant. And I totally get, you know, what you're saying. I think, you know, quite a lot of good has actually come out of, you know, what we've all been experiencing over the last like 12 months or so. I think people, you know, used to kind of see each other as competition. And I think now, you know, we've all had to really come together, haven't we? You know, even I I found that as well, you know, people have 
collaborations amazing collaborations have been happening and as you're saying you know you've been putting together with people from you know Dubai and places yeah, like that yeah. workshops right. and something yeah. different you know opportunity really isn't it that yeah. might not have happened otherwise yeah um, you know I think there's a lot of good has probably come out of yeah you've got to think outside the box haven't you and actually see it as a growth opportunity and yeah there are limits and yes it is frustrating and you know there's certain things that we can't do but we have to be grateful for what we have and just embrace it because apart from washing our hands and staying safe we can't really do too much you know but if everybody's doing their little bit then collectively yeah. we can um offer more to the world yeah yeah I, lo- I love your attitude there and I think that's kind of when I, I've seen a few of your posts on Instagram um you know and I, I could see that you were a similar way of thinking you know we, we've got we share a similar way of thinking I mm. think you know the whole yeah. gratitude is the attitude um you know yeah. I, I love that I can see and feel your energy is so high oh, and, and I just feel like your vibes you know that you're giving off a yeah very soulful vibe so um, oh that's lovely <laughs> lovely that's so kind of you to say you know but I would say caveat there were some days I am banging my head against brick wall oh, yeah. with Weetabix down my pajamas <laughs> at midday so you know it's all about balance <laughs> oh yeah definitely we all are we all are you've got a little boy as well haven't you so yeah how old is your little boy Walter's just turned four so oh. he's very fun um loads of energy and yeah it's, it's definitely he, rock, he rocks my world for sure but it's all good <laughs> yeah and how can you tell us how you find the balance of motherhood with running I mean multiple businesses now isn't it you're doing different yeah, things so how yeah. do you find that so I um at the beginning I was very much like busy but not productive Mm -hmm. so I would just work little and often when he was napping and things like that and I did go back to work quite quickly because I I wanted to but I I don't know I just you know before children you can work all hours of the day can answer emails at mid midnight because if you need to have a lie in the next day to catch up with sleep you can or you know I remember one time at just 10 o'clock and I got my tap shoes out and was like choreographing and I was like I can't do that now because I've got a tiny baby upstairs you know (laughs) I'm gonna wake him up so um I just think I didn't really have the balance for a while and it's it's a steep learning curve motherhood anyway um but then trying to navigate me in the mix and finding who I was again and all of that is a a bit of a minefield but having set days helped me and focus on things so I kind of have two days in shine and I'll be teaching and then I also have like one full day where I do coaching and I don't try not to pick anything else in so I batch all of my tasks or my job roles or anything like that just to help with my productivity because otherwise I just I'm like flying here there and everywhere and I'm not very good at multitasking I mean, my nickname is Monica because I'm very organized, but actually my headspace, I can't cope if I've got, you know, too many tabs open, if you like. So by having set working days and set focuses on each day, some people might see that as a bit kind of OCD and a bit too routine. But for me, with spinning so many plates, that does definitely does help me. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because that's actually what I was going to ask you, some tips on how you stay productive um obviously you've just answered there what you do um and actually you know I, I totally agree with you I, I've got three children and I've got multiple businesses and if you don't have some sort of structure then mm. you know it overwhelms it, it doesn't it yeah. you know, it does when you're as you say spinning all the plates um yeah. 
I used to have so many things going on in my head and I would just kind of do try and do all the things but actually you know it, it didn't work and it wasn't productive I was busy being busy but not actually getting anything done so yes. scared, you know yeah. is quite right even as a parent um knowing full well sometimes it won't work out that you know yeah. but having a plan and a structure um I totally agree with you there have you got any more productivity tips that you could mm. that you could listeners i know this one doesn't sound like it will help your productivity but it really really does it's all about boundaries because mm. if you know what you are willing to, and you aren't willing to do and people are aware maybe when they can contact you how long you would take to reply to an email or return a phone call or a text message or something can help productivity because then you don't feel like you need to be replying it's all on your terms so you're taking back control so I think that helped me massively as well. And I, um, I have a boundary of myself that I kind of will be like, well, actually, no, I need to put my phone down because, you know, more emails are going to keep coming in and I'm going to need to keep replying to it. But this big task that I need to do won't actually get done. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, boundaries and, and sometimes always knowing what you aren't going to do that day. Like, like a don't do list, mm -hmm. like a not do list not today. Um, <laughs> because sometimes, you know, kind of, I don't know I'm Capricorn very organized like I said I've got my list and things but then I look at it and I actually just don't know where to start yeah. so I'm like right today you know my boundary my um uh kind of I don't know focus is going to be this and then if my technicians don't get answered for a couple of hours then I'm just going to have to be okay with that so yeah that helps as well and just I suppose as well making sure that you ask for help if you need it I mean, I get that is harder in um, lockdown, but once you've established a do list and a don't do list, what feels good, what lights you up, what is in alignment with mm. you, and then you can play to your strengths. And that definitely helps um, creativity and productivity because you're doing what you're good at. Yes. And actually you can ask for help and you can outsource the rest of it. And yes, that might push you out of your comfort zone because you might think you can do a better job maybe mm -hmm. or you're going to have to manage somebody which you're not used to doing. Maybe if, I don't know, you hire some extra help or you outsource things via a virtual assistant or a tech assistant, admin assistant, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But, um, you know, knowing that you are playing to your strengths definitely will just help your overall productivity. Yeah, I, I like the outsourcing a bit. I mean, um, I suppose even for people listening I mean some of the listeners don't have a business perhaps you know they might be parents or so on but outsourcing even things so for me about three years ago I, I went on a retreat and I learned you know this this outsourcing task to kind of streamline my life basically to make it easier so I outsource like the cleaning in my house okay even though that was like going to cost me I don't know 20 pound or whatever it was for me that really was value because it was giving me back that time that I could yeah, use that's it, yeah. else. So. you think about tasks that you do and you repeat them that are quite easy to do you know how much how much value do you place on your time and where could you be giving value elsewhere mm -hmm. and be outsourcing that and um definitely that's um you know I think just as women naturally we kind of want to be super mum super women mm -hmm. take it all on board whereas we can't you know we can do anything I'm a massive believer we can do anything but we can't do everything right. not all at the same time and it's okay but you know if you know you've got your sights set on your north star is this goal this aspiration then you know ask for help along the way yeah. for sure 
yeah Yeah. definitely yeah I mean I think I'm going to do a separate podcast actually completely on on outsourcing it's given me a good idea actually and so automation is something you help people with as well isn't it automation yeah yeah so um, well I just believe that every customer should have the same experience so I suppose all of the automation is coming from a customer service point of view I don't profess to be a tech tech expert or anything like that but there are definitely systems that you can put into place that will basically help I don't know whether it's clients that may be booking with you or um or we have like registration systems and things like that for the children to make sure that they're fully safeguarded and stuff. So um, it's about having processes, I would say, probably yeah. more so than everything. So that, or you know, in life or it, it, with your customers, they are, you know, it just makes it easier for you to follow the step-by-step guide and then easier to outsource, like you say, because then you know the steps that you take or you want them to take within yeah. your business to make sure that every customer every student is getting the same expert experience yeah, yeah true and I, I've worked with a lot of people over the last 12 months business owners within my coaching business who actually you know what the minute they uh, streamline things to kind of bring in systems and, and automation everything just became so much more fluid and easier for them and gave them back their time um what I did find with people is, is they were a little bit reluctant to make that change so just for example I've worked with salon owners who had maybe been used to using like an appointment book for however many years you know and were reluctant to like change it or people that ran a, a fitness studio that have never used the booking system technology I found was their biggest block yeah. um, it was a bit of a fear um, but you know it really does make life a lot easier doesn't it it's funny you say that because I said we'd say the same thing for my hairdresser for years and years and years. And then last lockdown, because she had the time, I suppose. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I did this too, Dad. And I was like, there we go. See, told you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's definitely a bit of a block for people around the technology. I mean, it's technophobe. It's a term, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, fear of the unknown and change as well. Change, I think, is is one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, so um is yeah I mean obviously you've made a career out of your hobby um and you know you obviously work with other people who have made a career out of their hobby as well um could you well tell us actually a bit how you got into dance in the first place and tell us a bit about so I was the little girl who started walking at nine months oh my poor mum gosh yeah must be running around everywhere. But I just literally used to walk on my tiptoes the whole time. So that was why she was like, okay, right, let's go to ballet. And I just loved it from then. I had an exceptional teacher. She's amazing. She actually um, sold her school and then she went on to teach for the Royal Ballet School and she's still teaching there. So I've worked with her. She's incredible. So I do think that having a, such a great role model definitely helped to inspire me. And she just obviously would teach dance but there was so much more to it and and that's what I love about teaching now for myself is the fact that um you know we are giving so much more back to the students and helping them to progress in all areas of their life whether they dance or they perform or or not just maybe if they are feeling a bit anxious and that means that they can walk into their new school with a little bit more confidence or whether it's the school nativity play and actually the 
you know, they're dressed up as a fairy or an angel or something and they just don't think twice about going on stage or, you know, whether it will be that student who, you know, tiny little one who comes into class really confidently. I just think, you know, there's so many great skills that can be mm. can be taken from it. And um, I think that's what I loved about dancing, you know, all of the different um, places that I travelled to, all of the different social situations that I was put in with, um, you know, competitions and actually they've just stood me in really good stead mm-hmm. for um for life yeah and I think you know what you're doing is is amazing you're inspiring so many people you know the next generation um and you know as like I said, I've come from a similar background and you kind of remember people from your own childhood as you were saying about mm-hmm. the dance teacher that you had you know they inspire you and they kind of they've had that effect and you know you're also doing that yeah well the ripple effects yeah exactly and it's nice to be part of that Mm. way yeah and and you're instilling that self-belief I think it's that self-belief isn't it that you're kind of giving them um Mm. drive I suppose yeah take them forwards in life so you know well done it's you know we need more more inspirers out there don't we motivate I think you know what I think at the moment it's um we're all doing our bit online to ensure that like you said the next generation whether that be through homeschooling or you're doing it yourself I know you're, you're busy homeschooling three three babies at the minute but um I think it's more about um oh, I completely lost my train of thought then where was I going with that one like the self oh, so motivating the next generation you know like how they're kind of, you're going to become well you were you're a memorable figure already you know for that yeah that's it that's yeah. it that's where it's going yeah. and actually at the moment with all the online stuff because you aren't getting that face-to-face yeah. maybe that could be um a little bit of a oh I don't know it doesn't feel so present does it the fact that you are impacting their lives however we definitely are and you know and everybody whether that be a positive face that you put out on social media or whether that be the fact that you are just showing up and, and, you know, being there for your children. I think, you know, do know that everybody is doing their best and, um, everybody deserves a, a little round of applause every now and again <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely been a tough time especially you know for kids at the moment hasn't it it's been in fact about kids I've got one coming in to interrupt oh, I think oh. I said in the last podcast show that I, <laughs> there we go can I have a snack aren't we we are doing it and you know maybe we should chat about being productive with kids at home because it's different isn't it hi darling you okay can i have a snack this this question is asked probably around uh, i might have to start doing a can i have a snack chart no idea yeah and also <laughs> i think i'm just uh, all the food's going and i'm putting on the dishwasher about a million times a day it feels like so i don't know if you're there with me but the cupboards are bare and the dishwasher's on all the time it's crazy isn't it it's crazy but yeah mm-hmm. I, you know this is <laughs> if you're listening to this you know in the future we are in lockdown right now and yeah. obviously anything goes at the moment so kids walking on on podcast interviews is the norm I'm afraid it does. <laughs> it does feel like that and you know what the whole mum guilt thing of it mm-hmm. can't be perfect it has to be shaken off because yeah. we cannot do anything more than we do and and having that oh what if or the guilt or the I can't be everything to everyone is just such a wasted emotion at this time and I mean I struggle with it because you 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 have a um maybe I don't know an expectation of yourself I mean I definitely do and I know that I've got high expectations but I think sometimes we just need to be okay with not being okay explain to all of our customers and our 
family, friends, whoever it may be, what they can realistically expect from you at this time. And, you know, know that you can't give 100% of yourself away. You need to keep a bit back for you because otherwise you can't pour from an empty cup, can you? No, exactly. Exactly. And I think everyone is in the same boat right now. And I think, you know, one thing I'm sort of saying to people, um, especially like clients who used to want to grow their businesses at the moment, you know, the, the most important thing is actually self-care isn't it yeah. working on yourself yeah. and, and yeah. I found this time quite you know, it's been tough and challenging but it's been quite healing um you know it's been time for me to kind of really get the me I think a lot of people I've spoken to have said the same you know yeah, yeah. is so important isn't it and um mm. you know you probably agree um obviously being a life coach as well and, and obviously using your, your productivity hacks with what you've just said you know pour from an empty cup so yeah do you know what so um a lovely friend always uses the analogy, if you think of a teacup, like an old-fashioned teacup and a saucer, you need to fill your cup up so much that it's overflowing, and then it overflows onto your saucer, and then you're giving everything else, all of your energy and your life from your saucer, but you're never depleting your own cup. And I love that, because, um, yeah, it just it just makes sense, doesn't it? And actually in a society where being putting yourself first could be maybe a bit selfish it's totally not it's actually the opposite because mm-hmm. you need to be um filling yourself before you are able to give others yeah yeah 100 percent agree and I, yeah, I like that one i like that saucer analogy there I like that <laughs> stayed with me it stayed with me I was on a retreat a couple of years ago and it was just kind of said in a throwaway comment but you do have those aha moments those light bulb moments and you know something that someone else wouldn't have ever picked up on then suddenly just clicks for you but it's divine I suppose isn't it yeah (laughs) oh I've loved talking to you Katie you're really inspiring um can you tell everyone where they can find you yeah, of course. So um, we had a conversation before this podcast started and actually I'm in the middle of um, a big rebrand because I'm going back to my maiden name. So my maiden name's Lloyd, but all of my handles that I'm going to give you now are all in my uh, my old name of day. So it's at Katie Day Dance and that's everywhere. So my website on Facebook and on Instagram. But yeah, I'm um, reclaiming my old name of Lloydie. So I'm going back there, <laughs> which is exciting. A new, a new start. Hmm. Oh, amazing. And I will pop all your links in the show notes to this podcast. So if anyone would like to find out more about Katie and go follow her on Instagram, on Facebook and have a look at her website and her offerings, then it will all be in the show notes. Um, It's been great talking to you. Thank Uh, Thank you for having me, sweetheart. Bye, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. I do hope my information has been useful in some way. Now, if you have enjoyed listening, then I would really appreciate if you leave me a review over on iTunes or any other platform that you are listening from. Thank you.